Welcome to the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking. On today's episode of the Patient Flow Podcast, we welcome John Poshwalk, Vice President and General Manager of the Enabling Technologies business at Teletracking. Today, Susan McLaughlin sits down with John to discuss the three key considerations when choosing an RTLS solution. Let's listen in. John, with so many RFID and RTLS options available in the market today, how do teletracking's enabling technologies team help clients and prospective clients navigate the market and make a decision that best meets their needs? The enabling technologies team over the past seven years at teletracking has really evolved. It's interesting. Our focus early on was RTLS, real-time location systems, and primarily active RTLS based on cost, the ability to design, configure, and install quickly for our clients and quickly get to a point where we're executing against use cases and delivering an ROI. It's interesting because today the market is really rich with different locating technologies, so much so that we've rebranded a little bit over the past several years to call our team the enabling technologies team as opposed to the RTLS team because it can be confusing and misleading, right? There's active RTLS, there's passive RFID. Within the active RTLS market, there are a number of different technologies uh, that can be used to execute against a number of different use cases. But each technology doesn't always work so well with each use case. And then passive, right? Very different. Passive is traditionally higher cost uh, infrastructure and devices, but much lower cost tags. So we've been spending a lot of time over the past couple of years evaluating, researching, testing these technologies, not only for speed and accuracy against specific use cases like asset tracking, staff and patient tracking from an active perspective, temperature monitoring, also hand hygiene monitoring compliance. So in addition to speed and accuracy and the overall competency of a technology, we've been spending a good bit of time building data around total cost of ownership for these technologies, meaning um, as we're making recommendations for our clients, we want to be confident and stand in front of a recommendation that allows our clients to be able to plan and scale for the future. So if we start with a specific technology, say for asset tracking, will that same technology scale for patient and staff? Is there a, a better technology from a cost perspective for specific use cases, patient tracking, depending on what the client wants to do? So we spend a lot of time working with clients before we rush into a specific technology recommendation based on exactly what they want to do, not only now, but what they want to do potentially two, three, four, and five years from now. One of the biggest things that we've worked on in teletracking is ensuring that our platform is neutral or agnostic, if you will, from a data consumption perspective, meaning if we start with one technology, does that handcuff or limit our clients into only being able to use that technology? Or as new technologies become available, or if a different technology better meets a specific use case requirement or need for a client, can we add that technology to an existing platform, consume that data, and allow the client to continue down the path in our platform or other platforms making use of that data? That's really one of the, the, the biggest opportunities that we see in the marketplace today is understanding uh, roadmap, understanding our clients' needs to be scalable, 
and really not limiting clients to any one locating technology to meet their needs now and in the future. John, as a location services system integrator, how do teletracking's enabling technologies team assist hospitals with integrating RTLS into the other solutions that they have? So obviously teletracking has a long history, over 27 years in the patient flow space from a, a capacity and access perspective in the way that we help our clients. And we could very easily focus on enabling technologies only to automate our core applications and platform. That would provide more than enough work for our team. But when you're working with clients around enabling technologies like RTLS and RFID solutions and technologies, you absolutely need to be sensitive that there are various disparate systems within their IT ecosystem that could take advantage of the same data, right? The same location services data that we're recommending to automate different applications in our platform. So whether it's asset tracking or temperature monitoring, or whether we're integrating a location services technology into our platform around patient and staff use cases and workflows. A great example is nurse call. There are various nurse call systems in the market today that many, many of our clients have installed, whether it's Rolland or Hillrom or Ascom or Westcall. There's any number of nurse call providers. As a matter of fact, nurse call applications and use cases within nurse call, those systems were one of the first applications and systems to take advantage of RTLS data specific to staff locating around rounding. A nurse or a caregiver goes into a patient's room, the patient asks for assistance, and with the use of RTLS, the system recognizes when that nurse entered a patient's room, and in some cases even turns off the call light outside of the patient's room. So that activity has been recognized as being completed. That's just one great example of when we're working with clients and beginning to make recommendations around location technologies, we're absolutely cognizant and sensitive of opportunities like that for a couple of different reasons. We're making recommendations around the location technology. In most cases, depending on what the client wants to achieve, it's a decision around a capital investment for hardware and installation of that hardware that's not to be taken lightly. When we can leverage that same technology and infrastructure against multiple applications in that client's ecosystem, they begin to see value much more quickly, right? And it's not just an investment for asset tracking. It's an investment against multiple applications that they can take advantage of. A good system integrator is going to look at that in a client's ecosystem and begin to make recommendations on how the technology that's being recommended can impact other systems or solutions uh, that they have in place already. And I imagine that must really uh, make things run much more efficiently for the nursing staff. If, for instance, an IV stand is tagged, they're able to tell it's on the second floor in section D versus trying to look everywhere and try and hunt something down. They, they're able to identify it immediately and get it to the patient that needs it. No, it's exactly right. It's a great point. And it's, it's one of the things that we were lucky at, enough at teletracking to see early on. So from a patient flow perspective and from a portal, from a, a user interface perspective for Tele's core, core clients, excuse me, right, right? So teletracking caregivers who are using teletracking to best manage occupancy, right? Making certain their patients are moving through their length of stay timely, safely, so that they can create capacity based on bed availability, right? That's what teletracking really does well. 
And it's a great point that you make because we actually incorporate and integrate a number of pieces of functionality directly into that platform that our clients are already using. So as an example, if we're implementing asset tracking for one of our clients, there's a standalone asset tracking and asset optimization application that if you think about teams in hospitals that are primarily responsible for movable medical equipment, right, clinical engineering, materials management, supply chain, uh, the folks who live and breathe equipment and supplies, making certain that their caregivers and patients have what they need where they need it every day. There's that group of end users. And then there's nurses, as you just articulated. In most accounts, a nurse doesn't have time or a caregiver doesn't have time to log into a separate asset tracking solution to look for an asset. So what teletracking has done is we've actually integrated the functionality of our asset tracking application. Key components, I should say, functionality-wise, into our broader platform that allow caregivers and nurses right from the application that they're already using, right? So a caregiver doesn't have to log into a different system. They simply have icons and functionality that are embedded into what they're already using to help them do quick equipment searches or even patient and staff searches. So it's a great point you make, and I, I really appreciate you saying that. We'll continue our conversation with John Poshwalk in our next episode of the Patient Flow Podcast, powered by Teletracking. If you're interested in learning more about RTLS enabling technologies, please visit teletracking.com. This is your source for conversations with the leading experts in patient flow. Until next time.